0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the big domestic news just keeps on coming Despite the World Cup break Whoever the new Rangers manager is They won't be able to play Tom Lawrence until March due to injury Celtic signed Japanese defender Yuki Kobayashi And not only will he not play any part at the World Cup But Martin Boyle's Hibs season is over due to injury as well I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna And to think Gordon we were worried what we talk about during this World Cup break Days in Maida in Japan Stun Germany at the World Cup Finals Spain hit 7 in the same group At the World Cup Finals And back home A pal of Days in Maida's Joined Celtic A fifth Japanese signing at Parkhead And when will Rangers get the real deal, deal sealed? It's not got breaking news for us Marvin David Martindale is he getting the job? Are you going as his assistant? These are the exclusives that you're here for Answers uh, no and no. Not had the call yet. No, nope. maybe, maybe, maybe in a couple of days' time. You never <laughs> know. Uh, but as Roger was just saying, Marvin, we were joking in the last couple of weeks. What are we going to talk about? We're going to be a bit quiet uh, over the World Cup break. Far from it so far. Yeah, no. Tell me about it. I heard Roger saying there, obviously, about Michael Bill potentially going to to Ibrox. Uh, we're due to play the QPR on a friendly next Tuesday. So, so you are. I'm not sure if that gets cancelled. If if he is to go on and be the manager. Um, but it's been interesting reading some of the stuff online, you know, what people have thought. Some people are really for it, some are against mm. it, saying he's an experienced manager, but uh, no, it's an interesting uh, and you, it's see, you, you see, I saw David Martindale in the papers this morning talking up Michael Bill, and I forgot about this friendly. He's just trying to butter him up so he doesn't pull <laughs> out, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what he's trying to do. Have you not seen, this is where social media does come into its own, have you seen the memes Doing the rounds of it's like a WWE match, Roger, and it's like Martindale versus Beale for the Rangers job in this friendly next Tuesday. Who'd Where win is that, it? Gordon? Who'd win it? In a fight? Oh, don't be silly. Come on, there's only one winner there, surely. But you know, this is it's all for the the drama, the occasion. Who's going to win the big friendly? Where is it? Can people go? No, it's behind closed doors oh, at Loftus Road. But as I said, it could be off. So <laughs> we need him to at least stay there until Tuesday. Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Pick up the phone and let us know. What is on your mind, Rangers fans? Every day that you don't have a manager, is you're more than welcome to call up and give us your thoughts. Tell us who it should be, who it shouldn't be. I don't know if. Every new day gives you a new name Maybe something that we've not heard I mean we finished the show last night on a gem Just because I hadn't heard it yet Vincent Company. Someone said I'm, I'm not saying it's realistic or whatever But I just always like it when there's a new name That gets thrown in You're bored of the same ones While it's early Roger Hanna You can speculate all you like Well normally on a Tuesday night It's just bad company you're surrounded well, by But uh, no Vincent wasn't one I'd heard at all um, Probably just heard the same names As everyone else has heard so far It'll be interesting to see how quickly The appointment's made I believe the players are back on Monday mm. After a couple of weeks off um, It will very quickly be December 15th in that first Premiership game back against Hibs And then the fun really begins Because the fixtures, not just for Rangers But for, for Marvin's Levy, for every team, for Celtic as well The fixtures come thick and fast They do indeed, come on then 01419511025 Like I say Rangers fans, you'll either be 
Feeling okay Feeling patient Getting ready to get your man Or you'll already be tearing your hair out Because it's a whole three days uh, Or two days even uh, And there's not been an appointment yet Because we're impatient aren't we That's that's how we operate So get your thoughts in uh, Let us know where you're at on that one Celtic fans You've made a signing today 23rd of November Getting the business done Nice and early It won't officially go through until January of course But confirmed today Defender Yuki Kobayashi on a five-year deal What do you make of that? Have you been doing the old YouTube scouting mission? What has jumped out at you? What do you make of the simple fact that it's done already You know, done in advance It certainly looks organised uh, on the face of it So Celtic fans, might be a chance for you to get involved there What do you make of that signing today? Hibs fans, brutal news for you Martin Boyle out for the rest of the season uh, After a, a pretty serious injury for him and if we do eventually get round to the World Cup, Marvin Bartley, the small matter of Japan beating Germany and Spain putting seven past Costa Rica in the last 10 minutes or so. I watched the Japan game earlier. Um, you know, first half they were kind of non-existent and then second half they seemed to have a, a lease of life and they're absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, it was good to watch and that's why we watched the World Cup for you. And it's not about the big nations or the teams are expected mm. to win. You like the upsets as well. And Spain obviously winning 7-0 against Costa Rica. You know, what a start for them. A young, young team as well. I'll just skip over the nil-nil between Croatia and Tunisia. <laughs> that was Morocco. Terrible. Sorry, you don't, don't need to worry about that, do we? We'll just forget about that one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. It might be a World Cup break, but my goodness, the number of talking. But Rangers fans, if you even want to move on slightly from the manager, what about that Tom Lawrence news today? Whoever the the new manager is is going to be. Um, it doesn't look like Roger Hanna who will be able to play Tom Lawrence anytime soon And I'm I'm not saying Rangers fans were pinning all their hopes on, on his return But it was certainly one that, that Rangers fans hoped would uh, come back and improve things soon Yeah, that, I saw a story elsewhere today um, I'm not 100% sure when Tom Lawrence will be back I think, I think there are people at the football club Hope and believe ah, Tom okay. Lawrence could be back a bit sharper well, than There that, we are then, we Rangers say. fans Roger Hanna's maybe got a bit of good news for you an exclusive from Roger Hanna Well either way Pick up the phone And do let us know Let's go to John Who's a Rangers fan To kick things off uh, John what's your feelings On the whole managerial Search tonight Hi good evening guys uh, I was on a couple of uh, Good few weeks ago Regarding probably The World Cups Came at a good time And probably there would be Some movement Regarding the, the Rangers manager uh, Michael Beale Yeah I, I would I would take him uh, In a minute um, what I think a lot of the callers probably don't realise, which we probably all don't know, is Michael Beale probably wasn't, if I'm guessing, he probably wasn't offered the job when um, he was there the first time round when Gerard took the Villa job. So nobody knows if he was offered it. It probably wasn't because Vanny Van Bronckhurst was hanging about. So it was probably a better option to go with him. Obviously, it looks like he's the kind of front runner for the job. Um, and I would welcome that because obviously his knowledge, he knows round about Ibrox, the players. Um, and the other point was if Bale came in, um, it wouldn't be a bad shout if he maybe brought in Alec Ray's his assistant. I know he's at Reading and brought in also Kevin Thompson, who is meant to be above his years with his knowledge of football. So that would be. Mathry, uh, Bale's a manager, mm. Alec Ray's the assistant, and Kevin Thompson. So I don't know what your guys think of that. I love the detail that goes into it now. We, we drop lists for full managerial teams, not just the manager, Roger M. 
What do you think Roger Where are you then On, on Michael Beale It's the first time We've had your thoughts On it this week Um. Uh, well listen It's not quite Because this has been a topic That's been rumbling mm. on In the show for several weeks Long before uh, The plug was finally pulled In Giovanni van Bronckhurst um, I'm not necessarily In the Michael Beale camp um, I think he's won nine games As a manager He lost eight at QPR Form's not been brilliant of late And I just think It's not necessarily the apprenticeship That a manager For either half of the old firm Needs um, I, I think He is overwhelming Bookie's favourite I believe he is the man That the Rangers board Are prioritising To take the job Um they will believe he can build on the work he did under Stephen Gennard at the club in the past. Do you think that would um, be the most? Is, would that be the most telling factor then for anyone who does want him? Though I take your point. The QPR, there's, there's not a, there's not a great deal to learn from his time at QPR so far. Will it be more about the body of work done on the training ground, the Ibrox th- relationships awesome. with uh, players? Yeah, yeah, I think it would have to be. I think that's probably why Rangers are pursuing him. Um, there, I cannot. Overestimate the size and scale of those two jobs in this city, Gordon. The Celtic job and the Rangers job. You need to be an enormous character. You need to be a manager. You need to be a coach. You need to be a father figure to people. You need to be a PR specialist. You need to be able to work with recruitment teams. You need to be able to spin more plates than they used to do in the circus, Gordon. Um, and at this stage of his managerial career I wasn't convinced that it's necessarily a job that Michael Beale was ready for But, listen, I stand to be corrected And Marvin, you'll have come up against teams coached by Michael Beale When he was at Rangers, you're getting ready for your big friendly against his QPR side If it goes ahead next week um, What do you make of his credentials? I think, you know, he ticks a lot of boxes. Um, you know, I, I agree with what Roger's saying in terms of some things, but I think he would be a fantastic fit for the football club. Um, you know, any of the Rangers players that I've spoken to, rather, about his time there speak so highly of him, um, how good he was on the training pitch, how good he was as a man, how good that they could go to him. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard was the manager at this moment in time, who, you know, Gerrard had his own qualities as well. But I think Michael Bill being the number one, uh, for me, I think it works. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, having experience in such a big club, but I'm not trying to put him in the same category as Pep Guardiola for one second, but look at his first job in football management. You know, they don't get much bigger than that. It's either you're ready for it or you're not. And if Michael Bill feels that he is ready for it, I'm sure he'll be allowed to bring in his own coaching staff. Um, I know John's trying to pair him up with, you know, Kevin Thompson and, and somebody else as well. But I think you have to allow for manager to come comes in to allow him to bring his own staff because be able to bring people into the building who strengthen his weaknesses and that's very very important so if his man management skills aren't mm. great but he's good on the grass and you bring in somebody who you know can help in that department I mean we're now John we're, we're appointing his backroom team before we even know if he's got the job but is it not likely that Michael Beale turns to some, his assistant at QPR for instance or someone that he's worked with in Liverpool's academy or in earlier days at Chelsea or whatever um, I'm not saying there won't be a Rangers connection there whether that's Kevin Thompson or Alex Ray or, or whoever um, but is it not quite likely he would want to bring his own? Um, well, we don't know that, do we? Because you don't know if his assistant might get the QPR job. As far as I'm understanding, QPR chairman gave the go-ahead for Rangers to speak to him. That was in the Daily Record, I think, um, yesterday or today. So, look, you, 
getting the manager in, obviously the guys after the World Cup, they, they need to come back to a manager. And if they come back to a manager who is Michael Beale, and Michael Beale wants to bring his backroom staff for QPR, the reason I was saying Alec Ray, because Alec Ray's got a vast experience in football. He's a Rangers man. I think he could get the best of the guys as well. He knows what to expect as a Rangers uh, player. And obviously I mentioned Kevin Thompson because from what my understanding is, he's got a vast knowledge and meant to be a really clever guy uh, within the football side of things. And he's not got a club at the moment as far as my understanding is also. So that was why I'd say that. But look, if Michael Beale brings his own guys in, fair enough. But I'm just thinking of a Rangers fan looking at mm-hmm. that other side of things, which I think would go down pretty well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know what Michael Beale and Alex Ray discussed when QPR beat Reading 2-1 a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Lyndon Dyke scored both QPR's goals, by the way, if you're, if you're keeping tabs. Did you, like, did you get a sale on for Dykes? Yeah, there is a there is a sale. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. of course yeah. there is. Uh, so, so, oh. <laughs> There's always a sale. So, it's all coming together now. <laughs> sell them to Rangers. So hold on a wee second. In January, he says Michael Beale should get the job. Michael Beale gets a job and he, he brings by, Lyndon back for ten million. And, and, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I can see all yeah. uh, coming together. <laughs> uh, Roger, we we always do this when a big job in Glasgow comes up and talk about a, a Rangers man or whatever the phrase. Means you know of of being part of the coaching staff. Giovanni van Bronckers didn't have that. Stephen Gerrard didn't necessarily either. He had Gary McAllister as his. Well, Giovanni like, van Bronckers was a Rangers man. <laughs> yeah. um, does that matter to you? That sort of no. Stuff? Listen, it doesn't matter at all. I, I, you know, when you know Dick Advocat came and I think won a treble in his first season, he wasn't really a Rangers man, and he, he don't think he brought any onto his staff either. I, sometimes I think this is sort of overplayed a little bit. I think what Rangers need are the best men. For the job, the best manager, the best coaching staff, mm. not necessarily ones with you know direct past links to the club. He, but he, listen, it's a big job for somebody, as we say, it looks as if the board are prioritizing. John was saying there about you know the QPR a board, as far as I know, Rangers have not asked for permission to speak to anyone so far. Um. You know, Michael Beale does appear to be the overwhelming favourite with the bookies, and yeah. in a very broad sense, then, and it is early. Is it your belief, in a word, that Rangers want Michael Beale? Yeah, and I think they want to stay. And would I, and I think they will at one stage speak to Michael. And Beale. would he yeah. want it? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think if you were to analyse the actions of Michael Beale um, since his departure from Rangers just over a year ago. I think, yeah, Michael Beale would love to be manager of Rangers. When's the Livy QPR friendly again? Thursday? Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway, thank you, John. What about Andy? What? Give us a name, Andy. Is it is it the same names? Is it Beale? Is it Dyche? Is it one that we've not heard yet? No, I, think I'm, I think I'm going to throw in one that's not been mentioned. Oh, good. Uh, we Billy, we Billy Reid, uh, who was a man that was much spoken about a few years back for loads and loads of jobs, even the Rangers job. Um, I don't know what Billy is doing at this moment in time Where he is <laughs> Roger Hanna will tell you where he is He's assistant manager of Chelsea He's assistant manager yeah. to Graham Potter down there um, Recently moved from Brighton Andy um, I am not sure And I'm not going to say Billy Reid's not going to take the Rangers job But I'm not going to say that for one minute But you know he's got himself He worked at Ostersunds in Sweden with Graham then at Swansea, then at Brighton, then at Chelsea. They're a very good team and they're now in charge of a very good team. So I'm not sure that, 
you know, Graham and Billy would, would split that up even for the Rangers job. But listen, I might be wrong. Does that change anything for you, Andy? Could you tempt Chelsea's number two away? Oh, I will. That's Throw this fan out of the works that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy, I'll, I still I, I, I like any new name, and it's not it's not ridiculous, is it, Marvin? Ah, you are your English Premier League bias, assuming that nothing could ever be greener. Oh, yeah, that's no, not... green would be the wrong choice of word on this occasion, wouldn't it? But no, not no, for that's me. that's not going to happen. I like Andy's thought process uh, until Roger put him right. But no, that, I can't no. see that happening. Oh, right, okay. years, no. Right, if, right, let's go back to Michael Beale or Sean Dyche or whatever then, Andy. What do you make of them? Uh, well, my second choice, uh, we're not getting me Billy. Uh, I thought he was manager of Armadale. This will actually. But um, <laughs> if we're not getting Billy, I would uh, go for Michael Beale. Um, and I'm, I'm of the same opinion as a few of the callers. I would like a Scots guy um, sort of there with him. And I, I think Steve Davis would be a good fit. I mean, he's not Scottish, but I, I take the, the obvious link. Uh, Roger Hanna, I, you you sort of answered your your thoughts on that that it don't necessarily need need someone of that mould. Um, I don't know, Marvin, but I have now seen it held against Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as saying that you know if if it wasn't him, like, you know Roy McKay and Dave Voss, and none of them seem to get it. You know, whatever that means. To, you're not buying any of that? No, I'm I'm really not. Um, you know, I think it's far too easy to get caught up on things when things don't go right. If Gio was sitting at the top of the league with Rangers at this moment in time, nobody would mention that. So I've been know, there saying the reason that he's not sitting top of the league and the reason that he's heading to the job centre is maybe part of that, no? no? I, I I disagree. I strongly disagree. I get it for the fans it's fantastic to have somebody on the coaching staff who has a link to the football club. You know, that's absolutely brilliant. But I think most fans or all fans will prefer just to win games of football. You know, no matter how that comes, no matter who the manager is. Obviously, you want to see a certain style of play when you're, you know, the manager of Rangers Football Club. Um, but, you know, it's just about winning games for them. And, that's, you know, I, I keep saying the same thing. If Michael mm. Beale comes, let him pick his own staff. I'm sure he'll get it right. I think it'll be a fantastic appointment, if I'm honest. Mm. How does this all play out, Andy? Would you expect a manager in before Monday when the players, I think, return from training? Would you expect one in before the AGM well before that or you know before just before the next game what's what's on your mind is, in terms of the next couple of weeks I most certainly would like to come in before Monday before the players return um, I read yesterday that Stuart Robertson was heading to London uh, yesterday on the plane um, I don't know it could be business don't know what it is but um, the matter, when, I, when I seen that initially I thought it was going to be obviously it was going to be interviewing people down there um, but I uh, don't know what the situation is but I, I was certainly would like them in before Monday and as I said to the producer that I'm going to AGM on the 6th and I'm most certainly going to voice my opinion as to this uh, silence is golden treatment that we're getting I think it's shocking that um, Douglas Park can even sort of put a, a, a one paragraph statement to say that Gio's away, and that's it. He, he hasn't got the balls to come on and um, basically face face the crowd, as in on YouTube, whatever it may be, and let us know what's happening. I mean, I, I just think it's wrong, and I'm going to voice that when I go on the sex. I hope you do, but just. Don't make my life any harder than it already is, Andy, by bringing people's body parts into I'm sorry, Douglas Park, if you're listening, or anyone who's eaten their dinner and is put off by the notion. Um, but I don't think it was a major, a major offence from Andy. So um, 
<laughs> Roger moving swiftly on hmm. um, There is an AGM coming up Fans like Andy Are saying He wants to go along Voices opinion Is this How does it work Can the Rangers board Take the heat off themselves By appointing someone good Just prior to that And does that now Become part of the thinking Or is that Have I been hanging around With Hugh Keevans And his cynicism oh, oh, too yeah, long You're too young to be that <laughs> Cynical Gordon Surely not um, We've had callers The last three or four weeks Even before Giovanni was sacked Asking for public pronouncements from the Rangers board And I've said every week, Gordon That's just not their style That's just not the way they do it um, I was fascinated by a lot of the quotes from Dave King He's back in town He spoke to a meeting of Club 1872 members on Monday night And part of his talk to them Was about what he believed were Probably PR inadequacies at Rangers, if you like In the past, in the recent past And how the... You know, a number of supporters that he had spoken to felt they were being treated now as, and these are Dave King's quotes, customers rather than supporters. Um, he even used a line that someone had told him in Seville that one of them said he felt like an ATM machine. All he was doing was giving out money. So that's the way Dave has felt. Um, I believe he is voting against certain board resolutions at the AGM on December the 6th, one of which... He's voting against the re-election of Douglas Park as chairman mm. of Rangers. So, you know, Andy's right. There are issues that supporters, that Club 1872 members, that Dave King himself is a former chairman chairman and the single largest stakeholder in the club. They want that addressed as well. But I don't think it's the style of the Rangers board to come out and address things like that in public. They may well be pressed by people like Andy Within the room at the AGM, and I'll be fascinated to hear what the responses are. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Keep the calls coming. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Roger Hanna are here. No World Cup game on for another half an hour, so they've, you've got their undivided attention. And then I might need to turn the television off to make sure they're still uh, paying attention. We are on Twitter as well as the phones. Now, I, I didn't like the cynicism from you two. You scoffed when the caller came on and suggested that Billy Reid would leave Chelsea as number two to be the Rangers manager. So I'm nervous about putting Stuart's suggestion to you. He's tweeted me. What about Ronaldo as a player manager? He says, Wait, well, I'm not even finished. He could buy the club and shift the current board and bring Neil McCann in as his number two. I like that. You having he, that, Roger? He's the number two as well. I think Neil McCann will be having it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it wasn't Neil that tweeted, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Um, but let Stuart's laid up. He's no well. He can't phone in. He wanted to tweet. So there we go. We appreciate it, Stuart and Paisley, for sending it in. We're not seeing Ronaldo down. Nah, Edmison Drive maybe. anytime soon. Nice, straight out. Nice something that we do. Well, to be fair, Roger Michael Beale. If it is to be him, he paved the way by coming up and visiting some Rangers pubs in the local area. Yeah. Could you see Ronnie doing the same? Maybe do a Q and A with Piers Morgan in the Bristol Bar or something like that. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be. Uh, I would actually pay money to see that. Yep. I don't know, Stuart. I don't think we've convinced them. I'll, I'll wear them down by the end of the show. Oh, one four one nine five one. You must have. You must have a number for Cristiano Marvin. You move I'm, in those circles. Yeah, to I'm text, sure. Text them. <laughs> text them. Just now and ask if it could happen. Yeah, let's see what happens. We'll get Marvin on that between now and the end of the show. Always like these names that are getting thrown about. Scotts and Paisley. What one have you got for us, Scott? Yeah, uh, sorry, but out there, but there's a few. Claudio Ranieri would be one. The next Leicester manager. Uh, okay, let's deal with that first. Roger Hanna, well, the tinker man. 
Yeah, one of the few clubs he hasn't managed already. Um, I'm not too sure we'll see Claudio back in frontline management again. He's had a few jobs since that incredible achievement of leading Leicester to the Premier League title down south. He is, as Hugh Keevan says, a gentleman of a certain age. Well, I was going to say Hugh would be delighted because he would have someone in the top level of the Scottish game that's nearly as old as he is but you're not allowed to be ageist about these things that would be wrong he may be 71 but he's got a heck of a CV <laughs> at 71 are you fancying midweek trips to Dingwall and Livingston of all places Marvin Bartley what's wrong with Livingston you know what Scott that might not be a bad one that might not be a bad one okay it's yeah. got your interest well, yeah that interests me more than why because you've really... been so cynical about them all so far yeah but I just I could imagine like that project being one that he might be interested in. I actually could. I know he, listen, he was at Watford last, wasn't he? He didn't last very long there. Who does? Yeah, exactly. But I, I do think, looking at that, he might think, do you know what? One last go at it. Why not? He's had 20 jobs. Make it 21. We'll go for 21 and bow out. Scott, I, I can't believe you've actually won Marvin Bartley round. Uh, uh, I've got a very soft spot for Marvin I've got one for you as well, Scott. Don't uh, listen. By the way, don't think it's lost on these Rangers fans. It's you lot at Livy You kick-started this bad domestic run That cost Gio Gio's waiting for you in that car park <laughs> Let's not overlook that um, I mean Scott I, I don't know whether that's You know Anything in it We're having a bit of fun of course Is it, What do you make of the The more predictable names if you like Michael Beale is by a mile The bookie's favourite That's not always Doesn't always Pan out that way Was there not a time Roger Hanna Remind me Did Certain bookmakers stopped taking bets on Roy Keane being the Celtic manager or something at one point. And yeah, I think also st- stopped taking bets on Roy Keane being the Hibs manager not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, that yeah, well back. So yeah. listen, these things can change. Many a slip between cup and lip, as they always used to say. So it's not guaranteed until you see the next Rangers mm-hmm. manager standing on the marble staircase with that scarf over his head. If Claudio Ranieri politely declines it, Scott, could you make your peace with Michael Beale? I could. Uh, obviously, it was fairly obvious that Michael Beale was a tactician behind Gerard. To be honest, I think it was more Beale's choices and tactics and team at the time, and Gerard was just the face of it. But another few names that I've got would be Thomas Tuchel. Wow! Oh, kind of oh no, 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 no! That no, they're not they're not on board with you anymore. Scott Marvin's just <laughs> he's shaking his head. Have we gone to the unlikely? Yeah, that. The impossible that that is not happening. I, no, that's that's never ever going to happen. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Scott, a massive manager, no doubt about it. But no, I, I don't think so. Mm. I think you'll see maybe at a PSG or it's something. Interesting to see. I mean, his last three jobs were Borussia Dortmund, Paris Saint Germain, mm-hmm. and Chelsea. Um, it'll be fascinating to see where Thomas Tuchel finishes up next. Um, but I, I, I agree with you, Marvin. I can't see you being Rangers. Uh, thank you Scott You were doing well at the start But he's, he's divorced you Has Marvin <laughs> Bartley I'm afraid 01419511025 At Roger Hanna There was no news Obviously On the managerial front today It's very early There was Reports Lots of them uh, That Tom Lawrence Could be out until March Rangers fans Understandably reacting With a lot of Frustration about that They wanted to see him Back much sooner uh, They felt You know They've been a bit unlucky To lose his services Um but you were suggesting earlier you actually don't 
think that is as bad You think he could be back sooner Well it's been bad already Because he hasn't played for yeah. Rangers since the end of August And it, it was a major blow to Giovanni Van Bronckers One of many injury setbacks the manager suffered In the first half of this season Tom Lawrence I think had scored three goals in four games Or five games before his injury And he has been out a long time I think the hope of a lot of Rangers supporters was He would be ready immediately after the World Cup break That's not going to be the case But certainly some of the people I've spoken to today um, think he will be back in advance of March There you are Roger Hanna has put some of your fears to bed Rangers fans You heard them here first And you can blame him later on if he's wrong But uh, that's just and, and then I'll blame the person that told me Yeah exactly So there you have it A lot of reports today But despite them Roger Hanna's telling you He does not think that Tom Lawrence's injury Is as bad as that And the idea of March or worse um, is probably not quite the case So there we go That might cheer you up that, a bit that tonight That is going to be one of the big things For the next Rangers manager Whether it's Michael Beal or not Gordon Getting some of these players back in the pitch Because Marvin will tell you It's easier to win football games When you've mm. got your preferred football team in the pitch And you know Rangers this season Goldson, Suter, Herlander uh, Even young Leon King was injured Remember at St Mirren there before the break They've been without Lawrence they were without Cholak immediately before the break The top scorer Kemar Roof's hardly been seen Ryan Jack's been out for periods of time Glenn Kamara has been out for periods of time And Giovanni Van Broncos just couldn't get any consistency of selection Look at Livy flying high Probably used what? 11, 12, 13 players? N- n- not many more no, Keep guessing Higher 10 Higher <laughs> But no, no, I'm talking mainstays I know that yeah, a few yeah. of the boys have come in here and there When, when required But yeah. you know, you could more or less pick the team That you and David put out every week Yeah, if and, the boys are fit, no doubt Yeah, no, it definitely helps As you said, you know, people get mm. Kind of the relationships and stuff together That yeah. Rangers haven't managed to get What a list we've drawn up tonight I've had a message in from Brian Who's a Rangers fan that wants Steve Clark. I'd quite like to see the reaction to that On these phone lines I think that would be <laughs> an interesting one um, John's a Rangers fan what names are, are jumping out, John? Can you see beyond all the Michael Beeler? Do you think that's the more likely? Hi, Gordon. Hi. Hi there. Yeah, I mean, got, um, Roger made a great point earlier on um, regarding Michael Beale about how he's not really in that camp as yet. Um, but if it is Michael Beale, I will welcome him with open arms. I will, but because everything you hear about him is all tremendous. I've not heard one bad word about him. But I think at this point in time, for me personally, Somebody like Sean Dice would be absolutely ideal because Roger also said that when you manage the old firm, any team, Rangers or Celtic, obviously, it absolutely takes over your life. It does. And I just feel somebody with a bit more games under the belt because he's been a manager a long time and he's got a bit of steel about him as well. He won't take any nonsense. I just feel as if at this point in time we need somebody like that as opposed to Gerard, who was his first job. Michael Beale now he's Nine well, what many games has he got under his belt? I don't know, maybe a dozen. Twenty one, I think, is it? Twenty one, is it? Yeah. So, but I just feel at this point in time, we just need somebody just with a bit of authority and a bit more longer than the tooth. So, I mean, that that would be my personal choice. What people say, John, I'm, I'm not saying this is fair or it's my opinion. What people say is that Sean Dyche wouldn't play the right style of football at Rangers because at Burnley, you know, it was mostly about survival, albeit it won the championship, but all about survival and, and the Rangers fans want a different style. Doesn't none of that concern you? No, it doesn't. Because at Burnley, you know, that was his remit to keep obviously Burnley in, in the Premier League until, you know, he's, he's he ultimately failed in the last attempt. But I just feel as if it'll, it'll really breathe fresh life into him himself, you know, challenging for trophies, always having to win every game. 
playing the four four two, which would be great. A couple of strikers up front. So it doesn't concern me at all. It just for his experience and his authority, I feel as if he'd be the man. But I will say if it is Michael Beale, then fair enough, you know, we'll, we'll welcome him. But uh, Steve Clark, no. The last call I mentioned, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I thought some of you might say that. I just had a funny feeling. We've got a former Burnley player in the studio who might keep an eye on these things. <laughs> right. What do you make of all this talk about Sean Dyche, perceived style, how it would translate, etc.? I think it's extremely unfair, you know, that he's been kind of tarred with this brush of only playing long ball. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, John said it correctly there. I think, you know, the players that he had uh, being in the Premier League, he thought that was the best chance that they had of staying in that league was to play that style. Not for one second do I think Sean Dyche is a long ball manager. Um, and if he was to come to Rangers or any other club where he had better players, um, you know, the most in the league, then there's no doubt about it. He could adapt that style. He's a fantastic manager. He doesn't do a lot of coaching. Um, you know, relies heavily upon his assistant and his coaches for that. But as a manager, as a man manager, mm. as, you know, setting standards, he is absolutely fantastic. And if Rangers could tempt him there, then for me, that would be, you know, an absolutely brilliant appointment. What, as manager. what was the style like then in the championship when maybe had a, um, they wouldn't even have had the biggest budget probably, but mm-hmm. a decent budget, the, the favourites, you know, the attacking team, the, the dominant team. We definitely played more football in the championship than, than the Premier League. There's no doubt about it. You know, he did prefer to play with two strikers. Um, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, modern day defenders don't like playing against two centre forwards. That was the reason he wanted to play with a two. But there was definitely more football played. Mm. Um, and it was controlled entries into the final third, by the way. It wasn't, you know, from back to front, aimless high balls. You know, there was a lot of tactics behind it. Um, and he probably doesn't get the respect that he deserves for that. But never forget, you know, he took a Burnley team to, to Stamford Bridge and turned over Chelsea. So... You know, he's a fantastic manager. And as I said, he played a lot more football in the championship. And if he was to get the Rangers job, there's no doubt about it, he would get them playing because, as John said, you know, he set standards and he'd be, as I said, fantastic appointment. Would it make more sense, and this has come up a couple of times, would it make more sense, though, to hire a, a manager that has recent evidence of using the style that you want to see? Because I am like, this is the way it's meant to work. I know people scoff at it. But the style of play at Rangers is prob- is meant to sort of be there. You know, Ross Wilson's supposed to have, an, and I'm not saying you don't work with the manager. Yeah. Um, but as a starting point, would you not look to hire someone who's got a recent example of playing the way that you want the team to play? Yeah, a recent example of once you speak to the candidate, say, I want our teams to play in this style, are you capable of, you know, mm. coaching it? Because Sean Dyche might turn around and say, no, I don't want to coach in that, in that way. I don't want to play that style of football. I want to play this one. But I'm 99% sure that he would say, you know, to anybody, yes, that's the way I do want to play. And right now, Rangers Football Club, at the moment, are the second best mm. team in the league. They've got the players to do so, and he would do it. Style's overrated, Gordon. I, d- I didn't see a great deal of style on show when Rangers mm. were drawn at home to Marvin's Livingston. Didn't see a great deal of style at Perth or at Paisley or that's, at Easter Road. That's, early, that's the problem, though, isn't early, it? Earlier in the season. So, you know, people who say, oh, Sean Dice doesn't play a, a good style. How did he know? Let, mm. You know, Sean Dice played with a certain level of player against a vastly superior level of mm-hmm. player and for a long time managed to keep his head above water. It's a different challenge though then, isn't it? It would be a different challenge. And who's to say he couldn't rise to that mm-hmm. challenge? No, I get but, that. But I think, you know, is, there not a, is there not a at least a balance? Because if there's not, why do we have callers phoning up on a day that Rangers beat Dundee United and say it was Dugmeat? And it was dross Absol- And why do Rangers fans Absolutely Boo so, Rangers off after e- beating Dundee e- So e- style's not overrated for e- everyone Exactly So there hasn't been a style So you know If it's a Sean Dyche Or someone like that 
you know, saying style would be a problem. There hasn't been any style, mm. so you know, he wouldn't have anything to match. I'll, I'll be fascinated. You know, we talk about what's Thomas Tuchel's next job going to be. We'll be really interested to see what Sean Dyche's next job's going to be because he's been out of work a little while mm-hmm. now. You're not telling me he hasn't had any offers, Gordon. He will have had offers and is obviously hanging back to wait and see what's che- out there. Yeah, cherry pick a job. That he's yeah. ready to tackle Cheers John 01419511025 You could be up next Pick up the phone 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna And Marvin Bartley Are here It's 01419511025 uh, There's a There's a rift in the camp though I mean Hugh Keevans' text To say you've gone mad because you agreed with the Ranieri shout <laughs> from one of the previous callers. So Hugh is obviously, uh, he wants to be the only, what would the word be? Someone, you're more intelligent than me with these things. If you're in your 70s, you're a well, septuagenarian. Uh, that's the one. Does Hugh want to be the only one in Scottish football, oh, do you he's think? A, he's an evergreen septuagenarian. He's threatened by the imminent arrival of Claudio Ranieri. I thought, anyway. I'm astonished at this. I thought Hugh would go for the experience, the vote of experience. Yeah, me too. Maybe he's holding out for Roy Hodgson Could Possibly be. Yeah we'll find out. I noticed uh, Dick Campbell who I spoke to on Saturday 69 yesterday So there's a uh, Plenty of experience down out there. there Right 01419511025 Let's bring in Paul Who is on the line What's your point for the guys tonight Paul? Hi, hi panel um, Roger and Marvin um, uh, Just I've, I've always loved the show I think you guys are great um, really, there's been a few upsets in the World Cup today. We've seen them. Um, Roger, I know you have Belgium in the sweep, uh, in your sweep. Uh, I was wondering, what, what do you think? Do you think Belgium have a chance against Canada tonight? Oh, so, Paul, the obvious here, the, the accent, what, what's the story? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I, I grew up in Canada. I was born in Glasgow, grew up in Canada. I've been here now for about 27 years. And uh, yeah, I've, I've listened. I've been really impressed with Canada, I have to say. We taught the group, beat, you know, taught Mexico, USA. I think that Canada probably knows more about Belgium than Belgium knows about Canada. So maybe that's where we have her in tonight. What do you think, Roger? Well, I'm just looking at the two Anything teams coming ruins up. your sweepstake, I'll be delighted with <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first thing we noticed, actually, in the, in the team lines, Paul, with David Willerspin and Johnson only in the bench for Canada tonight. And then you look at that Belgian side, um, Kevin De Bruyne. He's good, is he not? I've Eden Hazard. Um, they've got uh, I think it's Castagna and Carrasco up the flanks they've got Axel Witzel and Yuri Telemans in there Th- this is going to be this the Belgium's golden generation's last shot at winning a World Cup they won't be back together mm. in four years time Is it st- that's the thing is this still their golden generation because it's just gone back to the TV studio and Vincent Company's in it now he's not on the pitch um, like he would have been well, a few th- years ago. I think and he's probably about the only one who, yeah. who, who's gone at the minute. You know, the Vertongans and the Vermalans and all these guys are still there. The Witzels getting on a bit, aren't they? Well, that's that's the point of making. So yeah. it's either now or never for this Belgian side. Um, they've always fallen short, be it in the Euros, be it in the World Cups. Um, they always come into tournaments among the favourites. I was quite delighted to pick them up in the in the sweep. It's better than some of the. Some of the options I've had in alternative sweeps. I think I get Tunisia in one, Switzerland in another. Don't so. ask this guy. This guy got Australia, and he was very chirpy. He was chirpy last night when they went one 0 uh, up. You, you do then know it you went a bit quiet. You don't get to go and support them. <laughs> it fell apart, didn't it? It went a little bit quiet after that. Um, but, um, I would expect Belgium to win tonight. I would expect Belgium to qualify from the group. 
I just wonder if we've seen the best of this side. I do not, yeah. and this will come back to get me, Marvin. Uh, uh, much as I'd like to win the money, I don't think they'll win the cup. I also don't like their socks for for what that. If that counts for anything I've just seen them on the screen And they're a bit weird Marvin uh, You have a St Johnson fan in your life I've noticed she's already taken to social media All excited that David Witherspoon is on the bench uh, oh, really? For for Canada tonight Can you see Paul getting his wish? No oh, I can't. Sorry, and, and I'm sorry Paul Because my cousin's been giving me a lot of stick About Canada being better than Scotland For a long long time So I want Canada not only beaten tonight I want them dispatched by Belgium oh, if I'm honest Paul's for family coming on reason. here and saying he loves the show he, and he's you're... a really nice guy Paul but my, my cousin Lloyd isn't a nice guy so I can't handle that but <laughs> right. I agree that's a special mm. special Belgium team I think today we'll see something brilliant from them is it at that stage though Paul where you can take hope from the fact that Marvin clueless as he is with his <laughs> predictions he would have said that about Japan's chances against Germany he certainly would have said that about Saudi Arabia's chances Oh, what are you giving it now? In you going to tell defense, me you predicted no, that, did you? Do you know what? Saudi Arabia v Argentina. Arts the coaching staff at Livingston, what I said before the game. I said... See, to be fair. You gone? I was there. Were you there? Remember? Oh, you were there, yeah. You were squirming oh, off I'm work. Ashamed. There you go. I popped into the Livingston canteen to see Marvin Bartley yesterday, Roger Hanna. And before the game, actually, he did say, I've watched Saudi Arabia and they're all right. Now... Argentina, Argentina then went one up very quickly And it looked like it was going to be a cricket score And everyone started slaughtering Martin I forgot oh <laughs> yeah. I that. Well. Well, Producer Callum delete this last five <laughs> minutes of the show um, Paul but does that give you some hope There have been a few surprises at this World Cup Yeah listen you know If you're going to play uh, a team like Belgium You want to play them maybe the first game um, You know it's, I, I, Maybe they're, it's, they're starting cold I, prefer, I would have preferred them If we had the home If it was a home game in Edmonton you know, Minus 20 uh, and throwing snowballs in the pitch, we might have had a better chance, uh, like we did with Mexico. But listen, I, I, I think you know there's some good there's a, some good Canadian talent. There's um, Kyle Laren, uh, you've got uh, Jonathan David, you've got Alfonso Davis. So there's some there's some good pedigree in the team, some fast players. I think you know we haven't we haven't been here since 1986. So just go out and give it your all. And, and listen, we're proud of the team, no matter what they do. I, this, the Bel- Belgian team is an excellent side. But I, as Roger said, you know, this is probably the last chance. And uh, yeah, you know what? Let's, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Brilliant. Well, the teams are coming out, Paul. So I'll let you go and enjoy the game. It was nice to speak to you. Thanks, guys. That was Paul Thraw, born here, lived in Canada, back here now, and calling in to uh, definitely the first ever call on the Canadian national team we'll have taken on this show, you would uh, imagine. We always try and look at it through our Scottish league lens, Roger Hanna. The big shock earlier dies in my day. He put, he thought he'd put Japan one up, but he was miles yeah. offside. We'll give him. A, will he? Will, will we say he tired uh, Germany out and then came off for Japan to then go on and score two well, and cause cause an upset? No, nothing against Dyson because I thought he played well, but uh, the substitutions were terrific by the <laughs> Japanese manager. I mean, they they, they did turn the game. Um, it was a fantastic win, and all of us, me included, who said. I can't believe Japan didn't take Kyogo and Hitati. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, you were no, justified at half-time, though. We were justified at <laughs> half-time. But uh, and not only have they got strength, they've clearly got depth when they can turn to the bench and get performers like that in the second half. And by the way, Germany are up against it because Spain in the other game in the group have well, just put seven past Costa Rica I, I was going to say, right. Germany, Spain on Sunday night. Paul had already been slapped back down by Marvin Bartley, so I didn't want to add to it, but... For every shock that comes along, you get a France against Australia and you get a Spain against Costa Rica. If you've not seen this from earlier, if you were just coming in from your work or whatever, 
Because uh, you're not all lucky enough to be able to sit and watch the World Cup all day Spain 7, Costa Rica 0 Which sounds very impressive and it is Marvin 1,043 passes Spain made A wow. thousand <laughs> which, which is 6 shorter than Mark Wilson and beat the pundit last year <laughs> <laughs> It was like just the ultimate in, in domination But that's the thing, technically that team it's special and people were speaking about it before the game and they, you know, saying that Costa Rica might be trying to be physical with them, but clearly at seven 0 they weren't getting anywhere near them. But again, that's another brilliant, brilliant team to watch and it'd be interesting to see how far they can go. Very, very young squad put together. I think there was a lot spoken about the hair not getting in the squad, etc. But that is an awful lot of passes. What else are we doing through a Scottish lens? Josip Juranovic played. I mean, he kept a clean sheet, I guess. He did he do his part for Croatia But it wasn't a Yeah he did Bottom line He didn't get off the bench I don't think game. You wonder If We talk about the Belgians Aging I just wonder if this Croatian team Is just Maybe one finals too many yeah. If they are getting through You would have expected them Maybe to get a win Against Morocco today um, The group's not going to get any easier For them Could they not just have aged Last summer That would have been good If they just aged a bit quicker Before they they came to Hamden Wouldn't it? It would have been very good Uh, Anyway, right, let's do this It's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Here's your seamless transition Since we've been talking about The Japan national team Celtic fans Give us a call right now Because you have signed Another Japanese player You've had a good success rate From that market so far And you've added a new defender Today What have you made of him? I'm sure you've done your research already Are you excited? Is it one that excites you? Where do you see him fitting in To the team? What do you make of the fact That the work's been done so early The the pieces are getting put in place Pick up the phone and let us know But only after We play Beat the Pundit 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley's here Roger Hanna Keeping him company And we've just kicked off Between Belgium and Canada But it's actually not been A bad start at all For the Canadians They're probably the team On the front foot They look the more dangerous uh, So Paul who was just on Canadian Paul From before the break He will be delighted But it's only three minutes gone Celtic fans A lot of talk tonight As always about Rangers managerial situation At the moment But what about your new signing? It's not often we get to talk about one uh, In November But the plans have been put in place It will get completed in January You've added a new centre half from Japan So what do you make of it? Pick up the phone right now And we'll get your thoughts As soon as we finish this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Had some tough times For the Pundits recently But they're doing not too badly This week Mark Wilson A fairly Yeah No it was a good game last night But he still won 4-3 I think Narrow win uh, I think the Monday Club seem to be winning More often than not Roger Hara Would you believe I think lost his last game Am I right I think in the, this minus one thing I think producer Callum's just ready to chuck away No he's not actually because We put it to a democratic vote And as you can see We in this part of the world handled democratic votes really well the, And we, the, the, we, the we last enjoy time I that looked, The last time I looked at the Twitter poll Marvin It was 1-0 in my favour because I voted for me Oh And I didn't see any update in the Twitter poll It was close to be fair 60-40 We just no, plucked that out of the air um, No it was you and I both know they're making this up. Yeah, nope. Yeah, you Callum can check back it. Up, no it's doubt. on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Adjudicator over there. Uh, Craig is on the line. How's it going, Craig? Hi, not bad, mate. How are you? Not bad. What do you? I mean, Craig is. 
with this minus one Is Roger Hanna Has he shown signs of weakness Do you fancy a crack at him? That's the best reception I've ever had on this show, Craig. It wasn't even that wasn't even a joke, but there we are. Heads, it will be at Roger Tails. It's Marvin Bartley. No offence, Marvin, but he's killing himself laughing at the prospect of playing Roger rather than you. It's Tails. You got your wish, Craig. It's Marvin Bartley. Good Better stuff. be good now, Craig. Uh, let's give Marvin some Clyde too. <laughs> I think these are quite quite doable tonight. Um, right, you ready, Craig? He can't hear us. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can. Pass if you do not know. Okay. On you go. Let's go. Thirty seconds starts now. Which current Celtic player was signed on the same day as James McCarthy last summer? In which country does Kevin Muscat currently manage his club team? Japan Who scored Scotland's only goal against Turkey earlier this month? John McGinn Name the only Scottish Premiership side with three players called up to the same World Cup squad Pass Which club team is Billy Gilmore at at the moment? Okay, let's bring back Marvin Bartley Marvin, can you hear us? We can You ready? Yep Don't blow this Did thing. he do well? I'm not telling you Callum always says yes Try to put him under pressure Ready? Yep Which current Celtic player Was signed on the same day As James McCarthy last summer? Pass In which country Does Kevin Muscat Currently manage? Japan Who scored Scotland's only goal Against Turkey Earlier this month? Again. Name the only Scottish Premiership side With three players Called up to the same World Cup squad Hearts Which club team Does Billy Gilmore Play for? Brighton Which current Scottish Championship club Did Kevin Nisbet Start his professional career with Pass it Thistle And who's the only scorer So far at the World Cup Who's also scored In the SPFL Time's up Not giving you that Too long Craig What's the verdict I think he's done me I'm so Craig Because oh, no. you called me out At the start no. And if you've lost Craig This will be delightful <laughs> None of you remembered the package deal uh, Not quite a package deal But announced on the same day It was James McCarthy and Roger Oh last summer? Yeah Oh I don't know Joe Hart Oh was it really? Yeah, no I couldn't have told you that Yeah uh, Kevin Muscat's in Japan You both got it You both knew that John McGinn Was the goal scorer against Turkey You both knew Billy Gilmore was at Brighton But I'm afraid only Marvin <laughs> Knew that Hearts have Kai Rolls Nathaniel Atkinson Who have probably both got sore heads After last night And Cammy Devlin who watched from the sidelines So Marvin's one in front And then he rubbed it in a bit Craig Because you had the end of the road Whilst he knew that Kevin Nisbet started at Partick Thistle But you didn't know that Timothy Weir was the oh, only scorer at the World Cup who scored in the game? SPF. Didn't need it to beat Craig though. To a be five for Marvin and a three for Craig and Bridgeton. Hard lines, Craig. Good man, Craig. Take it easy. Have Take a good easy, night. Mate. Do you know what I think's good there? Craig's hiding behind that. His, his line wasn't great, so we couldn't really hear him. So oh, you, okay. you can't slag someone the same when yeah, they're not good at the line. By the way, I think Canada are about to get a penalty against Belgium because the ref's gone over to check the monitor, and it's one of these handballs. They're all getting pretty frustrated about it domestically, but Let's see. just take a look. It's what happens. His elbow's tucked, but his hand is out, so that's going to be given, isn't it? Yeah. We're about to find yeah. out. Well, the ref checked think, the monitor, yeah, so I usually. Although we had. Oh, and he's not. Oh, no, he has. Yeah. Yes, he has. 
We had one yesterday, didn't well, we? Well, his hand signal's right there. Yeah, that was the old VAR. That was the box. Just no, he didn't box. do the box. That was a sort of X Factor type maneuver yeah, he, he did. He went yeah. across first, got his own technique. Oh, I didn't like that. Remember no, the village people? Off. Yeah. Like one of the village people there when they started. And there we are. Look, do you, I know it doesn't make you feel any better, but for anyone who feels sorry for um, Burnaby or Matt mm-hmm. O'Reilly, and it's always the, it's the booking that they get to follow it. That's it's it's just it, that, yeah. that's it's happening at every level of the game. Belgium have conceded a penalty against Canada. Can you imagine Davis. Paul Lecoller who called just before seven o'clock? We'll need to get him back on. We will if, need to get him I back think, on. I think that's fair. Um, Thibaut Courtois certainly fills that goal uh, as we saw in the Champions League final not so long ago. We saw against Celtic in the Bernabeu yeah, not so long ago. Yeah. He saves it. He did save a penalty, didn't he? He's going to save this yeah. one. Um, yeah, Josip Juranovic remembers it quite fondly. You think he's going to not? Uh, you think he's going to save yeah, it? Yeah, I think he saves it. Who's taking it? Is it Alfonso, Alfonso Davies? Davis, yeah. yeah. Do you have a World Cup goal flash, Gordon? Is producer Callum Lee, you doing? I'll just play the normal one. Are we allowed to do that? I don't know. I'm not breaking any sort of rule. Nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not giving. Nah. Them. Canada, I'm not getting a goal flash. No offence, Paul. Um, but my goodness, what a delay! What it's a the save. slowest run up, and oh, it has saved it. But oh, he's missed the rebound. <sighs> now my football go in. Now my football. Paul will not phone back due to the fact his phone has been thrown out of the window. You've seen enough missed penalties in your day. Jackie Marcus has mind blank when he takes penalties against Livy. <laughs> And then your Sean Kelly was going through a good wee run, and then he's missed. He's missed a couple as well. Yeah, he's missed two. He scored a couple. Yeah, I know, but I still fancy him. Is he off him? No, is he back on? No, them? his technique is is it's good. Really, really good. I don't know why he tried to go down the middle. Like, right now, now nah, they've played on this fine because you're obviously you have to be on your line. And Courtois sort of started slightly behind his line so that he could come so then, forward a bit. Yeah, um, one foot on the line, isn't it, or above? Yeah. One foot on a level with the line, so not a great penalty, is it? No, not nah. at all. It's not a great penalty. Still goalless, um, Belgium against Canada. Handball, VAR, booking. I know what you're thinking. Is this a Premiership Saturday? I've just stumbled across, but it is not. Uh, that's the way of it at the moment, right? Let's bring you some more club news today, and this is actual hard and fast news. Roger Hanna, no speculation. It's a signing yeah. in November, yeah. uh, and Celtic have. Made one uh, Not A big secret I don't think Yuki Kobayashi 22 year old Defender uh, Five year deal um, Another Obviously that follows That now well trodden path From Kyogo And Hatati Deguchi And Maida And He Will officially join On the 1st of January It's a five year deal um, And Celtic doing early business They are doing early business Yeah I think he arrives next week He'll be eligible from The Old Firm game On the 2nd of January He could make his debut At Ibrox He played for Vissel Kobe I think he's 22 years of age Long term deal As you say Gordon And I'm always fascinated By some of the quotes That come out It's interesting Ange Postacoglu Specifying That he sees him As a left sided Centre half um, not too many of them about to mm-hmm. quote Ange Postecoglou and I wonder what that means going forward because for me Cameron Carter-Vickers is nailed on as the first choice Celtic centre-half on the right-hand side of the, the pairing in the middle does Kobayashi move in ahead of say a Carl Starfield Morris Jens I think is only in loan isn't mm-hmm. he I wonder what that means long term for Morris Jens mm. Um, it's another challenge for young Stephen Welsh who's been in and out of the team this season but you wonder if 
long term going forward it's going to be Carter Vickers and Kobayashi or whether Ange just sees him in, you know, in, coming into the squad and just adding depth to the position Let's put a bit of detail for you because I know everyone's now started paying maybe a bit more attention to players coming from the J League because of the success the Celtic have had but naturally um, it's not easy to stay across at all um, so you know, we've been speaking to Japanese football expert He's a journalist for the Japanese Times Dan Orlovitz uh, He's going to tell us a little bit About what type of player Celtic are getting Yuki Kobayashi is a very strong defensive signing uh, He's still young at 22 years old uh, Great when it comes to duels Great at winning the ball uh, Especially in, in the opposing half uh, Very strong in the air So uh, I, I think that in him, Celtic, you know, they're, they're looking for a player who can contribute on defense, but will also be able to, to press forward uh, and participate in a system as offensively minded as Andrew's. I would describe him as a hidden gem in that he isn't going to get as much exposure as midfielders or attackers. Uh, but for those who do follow the J-League, uh, he's regarded very highly among defenders. And I think that people who have seen how he's evolved at Vissel Kobe... Uh, what, how he's done for the underage national teams, do see a lot of potential there. Uh, and I absolutely do think that if he can succeed at, our, uh, if he can succeed at Celtic, uh, he can absolutely step up and move to a bigger club. Uh, the sky's the limit, as we've seen from countless Japanese players in Europe who have arrived and put in the effort, and eventually that's paid off with big transfers. So clearly highly rated in Japan. We also asked if Dan thought he, that he could come straight into the Celtic team as a, a starting player after the break? I think it's a little too early to evaluate whether Kobayashi can be an immediate starter. Uh, but having said that, I, I said the same thing about Rayo Hatate when he joined the club. And look at how quickly he slotted into the system and immediately made an impact. So when you think about that, I, I think it's going to come down to how Kobashi looks when he gets into winter camp and how quickly he can adjust but he's going to have a lot of support and I think he'll feel very comfortable uh, with his Japanese teammates and that should help him adjust Alec is a Celtic fan Alec I don't know if you've had time to look up the player and, and learn anything but what do you make of Celtic getting the business done early? Hi good evening Gordon Roger Hi Alec Marvin how you doing? I'm just sitting here watching the Football as, as you guys are in Canada playing really well. Battering uh, Belgium here, aren't they? <laughs> they're in the half. Thank God it's no Scotland that's against them. Mm. But, but, but anyway, uh, uh, we're new Japanese signing. I'm obviously sitting watching the World Cup where the Celtic players are involved and what have you. And I think this is absolutely fantastic news for Celtic. Uh, again, getting their business done early. Uh, it's all tied up, ready to come in. Uh, Roger said there he, he was wondering what position he played. As big Jens is just a, a, a loan signer, I think, Roger. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, 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 the big guy uh, has got a mistake in him every game. You know, there's, there's very rarely a game goes by when he doesn't make a mistake. Obviously, we're not always punished for it, but we are at a higher level in Europe and what have you. But as a Celtic fan, just sitting here with the slippers on, the glass of wine in the hand and enjoying life. And no having to worry about anything for next season because our rest of the season actually because Big Ange has got it uh, sorted already. Yeah, I'm sure he won't be resting on his laurels too much. Marvin will be at Celtic in a strong position. Do you read today's signing as confirmation that Celtic won't turn Moritz Jens' loan into a permanent deal? Or does Celtic actually need one anyway? I mean, I don't think Stephen Welsh is that close to the first team pitcher when everyone's fit, is he? 
No, but I, I do think, you know, seeing this sign today, the age of the player, I, I can't see them signing him and then Jens at the end of the season. Um, Kobayashi, I can't see coming in and playing straight away, if I'm honest. Just finished the J-League, you know, had a whole season, mm. you know, saw the other so players. So did the, the rest of them last year. I know, year. which is very difficult because you, you ask them to play almost back-to-back seasons. Um, so I think it's a perfect fit for Celtic at this moment in time. He can come over, he can get used to kind of the style of play. Uh, maybe get dipped in and out of some games, but I can't see him as a starter this season. But going forward, you know, if Ange says he sees him as a left-sided centre-half, I expect to see him pair up with uh, Carter Vickers mm. next season in defence. I, know, I noticed you noting down there when Alec was speaking, you noted down slippers and wine. Is that you getting <laughs> the Christmas wish list ready, Marvin? <laughs> I was seeing if it was Hugh, in relation to Hugh, because that's what he seems to message me a lot. That was all. <laughs> when... Um... I was listening to, to Dan Orlovitz there, the Japanese football expert, talking about how he's he's good in the air, which might sound like an obvious you know requirement for for a centre half. Is it too cliche to to say that the biggest question mark will be over that maybe slightly unique physicality that the Scottish Premiership can bring? Joel Nubley, your own, you know, guys like that. Um, d- how prepared can you be for for that level? I don't think you can be prepared until you play in the league. You know, I've played in England, I've played up in Scotland, and for me, it's a lot more physical up here. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, I don't think you're fully prepared for it until you come. You know, being good in the air is obviously, you know, brilliant for a centre-half. Um, but like you say, the physicality he'll have to get used to. And, you know, as I say, coming across, having that bed and in period will help him with that, no doubt about it. And, you know, listen, uh, let's be honest, Ange doesn't seem to sign bad players, does he? Yeah, I mean... Roger, it will be interesting because I sometimes wonder if we, you know, we'll hone in on, on those types of days, the days that Lyndon Dykes gives Christopher Julian a real tough afternoon or whether it is Nubly or, or, you know, or Curtis Maine will rough somebody up, whatever. Are those, do those just stick in the mind because they're quite dramatic at the time or, or actually will a Celtic centre-back be overall judged more so on what they can do on the ball, how they can join in attacks, and then maybe at a European level, how how sound defensively they can be, just because of the nature of how dominant they actually are. Um, I don't know. Christopher Julien has scored a winning goal in an Old Firm Cup final. Mm. Um, he's played in some very big games, but if you speak to Celtic fans down the pub about Christopher Julien, they'll say, "Remember that day, Lyndon Dykes? You know, he was nearly in tears." <laughs> That's what I mean. Do, you know. do we put too much focus so, on these? No, we don't put too much focus of... on because Christopher Julien is now elsewhere. Um, I don't see too many people talking about Cameron Carter Vickers getting roughed up yeah. anywhere in the league, or Connor Goldson getting roughed up anywhere in the league. So, the the first thing you need to do when you come up here into this league. Is be able to handle it You know I was thinking last night I was watching Kai Rolls Last night playing for Australia Against the world champions France Now last time I had clamped eyes on Kyle Rolls He was being sent off at Tynecastle Because he couldn't handle Joel Nibley mm. So you know Even the best Need to win The head to head fight first And then let mm. the football come into play Yeah interesting I just feel Over the balance of a season Marvin over a 38 game period If we're talking domestically right? Yeah. Fair enough Next level Champions League But It feels that the recurring theme That we have from Celtic fans Is about you know Trying to break teams down And that's where the biggest challenge is I wonder how much attention Ange Postacoglu starts to pay Because he's already got the system Where his fullbacks are Big attacking weapons I've often wondered If the next attacking step For the Celtic team Is actually A centre back That's so comfortable At stepping in Almost and I know he wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but remember what like Christopher Iyer used to do, yeah. or 
Virgil van Dijk before him or whatever. I think that is important. There's no doubt about it. But one thing, you know, when you do play against Celtic, they leave you one for one. So you're striker against one defender. So that physicality that Ange is definitely going to look for that. And again, he's evolving. He's getting used to the Scottish League. And he's probably seen that and thought, you know what, I need to get somebody in who can deal with that physical side. Because let's be honest, you've got more than enough players in the Celtic team that you can play the ball to 10 yards away from you and they can go and create. So... As a centre-half, I agree with Roger. First and foremost, you must be able to defend. That is the important thing, especially in that team, because you'll be left one for mm. one. Thank you, Alec. Any more thoughts, Celtic fans? Getting your business done early. What do you make of that signing today? Uh, do let us know. And note it down, Roger Hanna, because see when we start back, the first caller that comes on to talk about how our refs are substandard and how they need to be full-time is getting reminded that at the World Cup, I think we just saw an offside given for a back pass. Yes, we did. Run that like explain that to me. Well, <laughs> the ball was played back. I think it was Eden Hazard. Hazard, no, yeah, that's yeah. correct. Right, back. Canadian player raced onto it. Uh-huh. Was then pulled down in the box, and the flag went up for an offside. So I'm not missing anything here. And that's not like you a... are. You are the voice of VAR around this country, Gordon. Am I correct in saying <laughs> that it doesn't fall into the category that VAR can look at? If the offside flag was up already, is that what you mean? And under any of the circumstances, right. there's only four or honest, five things that VAR yeah, can judge. Yeah, but no, but I, I'm I'm not willing to even look beyond the fact that why does the offside flag go up when it's a Belgian player that passes it back? Give me an the the problem. Yeah, and I think because the referee but these stops are full-time there, refs, Roger, and these are refing at the World Cup. Human error. Wow. Anyway, the, the, the most in, the most interesting refereeing story I've seen the week: the, the lad who scored the winner yesterday for Saudi Arabia against Argentina. Yeah. Beat two guys mm-hmm. on his right foot, curled it in past Emmy Martinez. Previous claim to fame Sent off in the Riyadh Derby For headbutting John Beaton That's right Yeah John Beaton gets sent over To referee it For whatever reason yeah. Wow And also Interestingly enough Because everyone's been Paying close attention To the fact that There's 10 and 15 minutes Getting added on to games So FIFA have taken Drastic measures to stop it The guy that's refereeing This game right now Is the same guy That blew the whistle About 5 minutes early In the African Nations Cup Remember that? I do yeah so I think that's the same ref So they've obviously Wanted to put an end To the the time added on Anyway Before we get more calls Celtic fans What about your new signing uh, Let me run this past you Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce Structural steelwork specialists Proud to support the local community Yeah, I've been talking about this every night for the last while And would make absolutely no apology for it I could talk about this ten times a night Because it's that important Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is again underway for another year And I think everyone can probably gather that this year Could be particularly difficult for lots of families Never mind the families who were already struggling before this Christmas We're talking about one in two children In some parts of Glasgow in the West That live in poverty I read that every night And I, I still actually can't believe it It's that outrageous So all we're trying to do Is just make this Christmas a little bit different For these children We're not promising massive gestures A, a magical day as such Just something a bit different Things that lots of us Lots of you listening probably uh, take for granted Now if you want to hear The type of difference Your money could make Let's hear from Gemma Now Gemma works For Glasgow East Women's Aid They're a group That support women And children Who've had to experience Abuse in the house And poverty And she tells us About difficulties Facing them this Christmas 
financial pressures that comes with Christmas is absolutely huge. And we feel that children shouldn't have to ask Santa for hot food, a hot meal. They shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm jacket and they really shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm home, but also food in their tummy. And I think that that's kind of the reality of some of the families that we're supporting. Every single penny that we raise goes straight back to the families that need it most. Every single penny. It would make such a difference. If you can spare anything at all, you can find out how you can donate at Clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J and D Pierce. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 Canada are I was going to say giving as good as they're getting But it's they're giving better than they're getting They're definitely the dominant team against Belgium Marvin 29 minutes gone It's still goalless Canada have had a penalty and missed it Probably should have had another penalty But the less said about the refereeing the better um, and far more attempts on goal than Belgium have. Yeah, Belgium are rattled, and, and rightly so. Canada have started this game brilliantly well. Um, like you said, they had the penalty and missed it. Thought they'd maybe fall off after that, but they've been fantastic. They've grown in confidence, and Belgium just can't get a foot on the ball. I know the amount of passes you said that Spain had in that game earlier. I'd like to see how many passes Belgium had in this, because they are being front to back, um, and, and they just can't get the ball forward. They can't get people around Batsuari up front, so... No, Canada done really well. It pains me to say. Very easy teaser for you tonight, right? Really easy. So I wonder, because people all, all play along at home, so I think the challenge for those at home, let's see if you can get all of these without getting any wrong. I think this is a really doable teaser, but it's so relevant from Martin Burns. Now, I'm going to give a mention to Jerry and Erskine as well, because it's a, it's a similar uh, question, if you like. Um, in fact, it might even be identical, is it? No, it's close. 12 players who are in... World Cup squads this year That have Played for Celtic Or Rangers At some point in their career So simple Which 12 players Are in squads At the World Cup That have played for Celtic or Rangers At some point in their career And we're talking Including current yeah. players yeah. yeah why not Well why not Days in mind Yeah Marvin Any to kick Uranovic. us off Juranovic Yep Borna Barisic Uh huh One more guess just now Roger van Dijk Yes, okay, we'll leave it there Thank you to Martin and Jerry Who sent them in to fulltime At Clyde1.com That's the address To send your questions in to If you don't mind uh, And I think you'll scoosh that tonight If you're playing at home I think you'll get them uh, And Roger Han I think certainly will 01419511025 um, Let's hear a bit more On that new signing Celtic made We always try and Recruit some experts Not to say that Roger Han And Marvin Bartley Aren't experts for goodness sake But it's a wide footballing world uh, so we thought we would um, cast the net and get a bit of more of a an insight into Celtic's new signing, Kobayashi, left-sided centre-back. Um, and we asked Japanese football journalist Dan Orlowitz about the success of the Japanese players, Kyogo and Hatate, Maeda, etc. And how, how big a part he thinks that played in this recent signing. I absolutely do think that the success of Daisen Maeda, Rail Hatate and of course Kyogo Fudahashi uh, has had a big impact on how Japanese players see Celtic. Uh, when you look at the respect and the admiration that Ange Postacoglu has for Japanese players, that's a manager that you want to play for. So I think that Celtic are, are a very attractive brand uh, for Japanese players. And 
it's it's a great club to play at with a lot of potential, not just uh, the domestic attention, but potentially being able to play in the Champions League uh, going forward, season after season. Marvin, I mean, it's not all been overwhelming, one hundred percent success, but signings never are. I mean, we we don't see Idaguchi. We just we just don't. Daisen Maeda, ironically, the only one in the the Japan squad. He doesn't do it for all the Celtic fans. There's always a little bit of debate on this show. But it's fairly obvious why that's a market that Ange Postacoglu is not yet done with, isn't it? No, we can see why, you know. And like you said, he's done he's done well out of it, extremely well out of it. Um, he knows the players, he knows the standard of the football there, he knows the standard of the football here. He knows the comparisons between the two leagues. So, you know, if you're comfortable in a market and you know that players are going to come over and, and adapt to the game and, you know, show the qualities in that league and they'll be able to replicate those qualities in this league, then why would you not do it? Um, you know, and that's probably one of the things when Celtic were interviewing for, for the manager's job and, and Ange maybe spoke about that market. You know, the players that he's brought in, well, three three of them most definitely, their price tags are a lot higher than, you know, what he paid for them. Um, there's no doubt about that. So, listen, I'm not at all surprised. I don't think he'll be done with the market. And, you know, I'm interested to see, you know, the latest recruit, you know, once he starts uh, playing for Celtic. Roger? Yeah, listen, it'll be fascinating to see. You know, Ange has gone and got players that he knows from markets that he knows um, I don't think Kobayashi would have broken the bank the signing today none of the lads Maeda, Kyogo, Hitati, Iriguchi have so far same with Aaron Moy who Ange had worked with in the Australian national team in the past so quite wisely is exploiting markets that he knows he knows he can get value for money but he also knows he can get quality players it was interesting listening to Dan earlier on you know an expert in the Japanese league saying he wasn't sure whether Kobayashi would be ready to go straight into the Celtic first team but then again he said that about Rio Hitati 12 months ago and Hitati yeah. <laughs> and Matt O'Reilly are never out of the Celtic team nowadays so it's really it's an interesting way of building a squad because you know Ange's Maxim is, you know, we never stop. He never stops in the transfer market. You know, you, you think the squad is big, all areas are covered, and yet he always moves and gets mm. more players. You know, Haxabanovich was signed right at the end of the, 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 the summer window and you thought, why does Celtic need a fifth winger? And yet he's contributed, you know, and he's been yeah. in the team. So you would expect Kobayashi to do the same and I would expect at least... Two more players to come to Celtic before the January window's closed. Let's bring in Thomas, who's a Celtic fan in Annie's land. What do you make of the Japanese connection getting stronger, Thomas? Yeah, I was watching the January game today. Mm-hmm. I thought Japan were absolutely superb. And see Maeda, he was so unlucky. He just timed his, wrong, t- timed his run wrong for the, for the offside goal, obviously. But I was watching the game, and also when Japan took the lead, and then they won the game, I'm thinking. This Kyogo, this Atati, and this Maeda, they can make some big bids coming in in January for these players, and I don't think Celtic can lose them. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I don't know, the link's tough there, Marvin, because the Kyogo, Hitati are not in the squad. I I don't know, Does if Japan do well at the World Cup, does that have some sort of knock-on effect where you say, you know, these guys are in and around that squad and they're, they're good players. No, not not for me. You know, I think you have to be out there and, and performing. And we've seen it before, yeah. you know, players do well at the World Cup and then get big money moves. But in order for that to happen, one, you have to be playing, but two, you have to be in the World mm. Cup squad. Um, you know, out of the three players that Thomas mentioned, I think uh, Tati will be the one in the summer window that they'll have a lot of suitors for him because for me, he's came in and been a top, top quality player. It could happen with Maeda 
Roger Because Look History tells you that sometimes If you can have One or two flashes In a tournament Someone will be seduced by that Oh yeah and we'll, how, many, how many moves have been Earned off the back of a major tournament And they don't actually even go on to To necessarily work out um, I mean Thomas is right That goal possibly Is it fair to say that Epitomised the good stuff and the bad stuff about dies in my you know electric and he's he's in and about it, but maybe just a little bit more calmness about you know thought he probably didn't yeah. even need to be offside. Well, you know something that was a phrase I was just about to use. Gordon, he didn't need to be offside. He could just have hung on the shoulder of the last defender. The delivery was fantastic. With his pace, he would have reached the ball anyway and probably knocked it past Manuel Neuer for a goal. Do you think Kyogo? If he was in the squad And he was put in that oh, position he think he stays on side With his movement Yeah very probably yeah. To, be honest, to be yeah. honest with you Yeah but l- Listen again Does he do the same shift For the team That Maeda did Before he was substituted today Interesting to see Whether he starts the next game again I think they've got Costa Rica next Is that right So Is that a different approach The lad who came on Does he stay in the team Interesting selection dilemma Yeah I think With the work rate of Maeda I think you have to play him. And and you're right, you know, Gordon, you're saying about players getting moves and mm. Maeda's might not come off the back of scoring goals, but I think other teams seeing his work rate on the world stage mm. because, you know, any team wants a centre forward that can work as hard as he does. Like I said, I feel like, well, if social media is a gauge, he, he divides opinion a bit amongst the Celtic fans, but it is interesting that when he goes and International duty You know He's he's that He's the nine He's, he's leading the line Whereas at Celtic He's pretty much always off a side Apart from when they went to Livingston Last season <laughs> um, But that might be the only game I can remember Or, yeah, or certainly the the, They're few and far between So he does Is, is that Different I, I, Yeah but Listen He's not. He's never going to be a centre forward And get you 20 goals a season You know And and football's kind of moved on From just having those sorts of players So if you've got more attacking wingers Or you know Play a, a certain style of game Or a pressing game Then you know, he's a number nine that might suit. I think I'd be interested to see him in a two, paired in the two. Honestly, with somebody else who maybe is a bit more cultured and composed in the box and with his work rate alongside them because, you know, he's a nuisance for any defence. Um, Thomas, are you excited to see another recruit from the Japanese league? Oh, yeah, def- definitely. As I say, it's a bit made to your goal in Itate. It's settled, it's got no problem. So, see, see left back. He's going to get some, he's going to get Vickers and Starfield. You know about competition. In fact, he's left footed as well. You know, what I mean, it's like you can probably, probably give him a good competition, and then yeah, yeah. I'm happy. Definitely happy with Japanese players. I don't like to wish the life away for anyone, Roger, but it would be interesting if we could fast forward a couple of months just to see if Celtic's new signing becomes a, a proper nailed-on starter, and actually, Carl Starfield is is below that in the the pecking order or not. Well, you'll probably find out about half past 11 in the morning of the 2nd of January. Um, that's the first game he's available. It's the biggest domestic game Celtic face away to Rangers. Yeah, that would be quite something. Does Ange throw, throw him straight? I see throw him straight and he's going to be there for more than a month in advance of that. I think he arrives at Lennington on the 1st of December. He'll be training with the team. He'll be training under Ange. He'll be fit. There's no doubt about that. He'll be, you know, he'll be ready for the game. Does he get thrown in at Ibrox or is it? Carter Vickers and Starfield Canada are absolutely Battering Belgium here Yeah I thought okay Maybe impressive. it's the first 10 minutes And the, you know Way off We're now 40 minutes in They've had one penalty missed They probably should have had another There's been another That's gone to a VAR check The only bad thing for them Gordon Is that Belgium can only get better And Canada haven't scored well, yeah. it's, Don't panic As a man who has Belgium In the Super Scoreboard <laughs> World Cup sweep I am confident I've texted Gordon DL Gordon Neal's going to phone Kevin De Bruyne at half time. He knows him well from Man City. City. Yeah, yeah. The, right. le- the legends trip to Man City. 
Daz is going to phone Kevin De Bruyne They're going to raise the game in the second yeah, half you know what? I, I'm comfortable It's added a bit of spice to this World Cup I mentioned Marvin bragging for about five minutes When Australia took the lead last night Andy Halliday He was on whinging at the weekend That he'd been stitched up Because he got Saudi Arabia Then all of a sudden They beat Argentina I'm still emotionally torn Because I'll tell you what I, I don't know how much joy I would take out Of winning the charity sweepstake <laughs> If it was to be England My team who went on to win it um, I don't know if the Netherlands have got it in them So it's added a wee bit to the the spice in here um, Speaking of your esteemed colleague Roger Hanna Someone's just sent me a message there on Twitter uh, A tweeter by the name of Paul McHugh That apparently it was on this day in 1981 What would be the landmark? Was it his first Rangers goal? His first old firm goal his first Gordon old firm DL, goal. Yeah. Three all with Celtic at yeah, Parkhead Yeah yep. Apparently so So 81 What are you at 41 You're 19 years of age It looks about 39 In this video That I'm seeing yeah. If he is 19 there I think he was, Wow I think he was 19 years of age I think he was Was he not 18 actually mm, From so, the, Does he not always tell us He was 18 Or was that his debut oh, But he scored in Was his well, old firm it, debut If it's 41 scored, years it? ago today I was at his 60th birthday Remember Remember on Saturday Matt Wilson added 2 years to him But he is yeah. only 60 Yeah he doesn't remember His 60th night out But we do um, Well well there we are God, my, What a rough paper he, he, round. Pr- he probably thinks he paid for it You want to see this video by the way Look at that middle aged man <laughs> Hair Oh terrible Did anyway. he look like Chris Moyles then? A little bit uh-huh. Actually um, Anyway right How are you getting on with this teaser It's quite simple tonight We're looking for 12 players at the World Cup Who have played for Celtic or Rangers At some point in their career You've got Maeda Juranovic Barisic Van Dijk Marvin Timothy Ware yes. Well done Roger Aaron Moy Uh huh Cameron Carter Vickers. Well done, we'll get the rest next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannah, Marvin Bartley are here, and what do you know? It's Belgium one, Canada nil. Canada have absolutely battered Belgium in this first half. There's five minutes added on at the end of it. And Belgium going score up the other end Marvin Bartley You did say it would happen Yep exactly I said if you're on top And you don't take your chances Then against a team like Belgium You'll be punished <sighs> But to be fair Canada have reacted really well And should have just scored there They've had I think he's missed from about 8 yards out So listen Canada are playing extremely well I've been impressed with them Gordon I've been Br- really impressed with Bring them. David Wotherspoon on to score the equaliser uh, No, nah, he's going to get a consolation right, Okay five, five uh, one. 12 players who are in the squads for the World Cup Who've played for Celtic or Rangers at some point That simple At Clyde uh, Full time sorry At Clyde1.com If you want to send a question in Like Martin and Jerry did with this one You've got Seven I think so far You've got Maeda Juranovic Barisic Van Dijk Wea Moy Carter Vickers Frimpong Well done I thought you might forget about him Frimpong Roger Jason Cummings Well done We'll get the rest before the end of the show um, Partly on the World Cup theme Partly on the domestic front Marvin A guy you know well Not only is Martin Boyle's World Cup dream over Before it started His Hibs season looks over How big a blow is that For him obviously And for Hibs I think that's the biggest blow That Hibs could have been dealt In terms of one of their players Missing for the season For me You know the fans Sing about him being the star man and He really is the star man uh, for that for that team um, for that football club and it's a massive massive blow for them but he said him on a personal level you know he missed the Asia Cup through injury um, he's now missed the World Cup through injury and you know it's been unfortunate because when I spoke to him on Sunday he didn't know how bad the damage to his knee was but he said that the surgeon said there could be an ACL problem mm. in there and that looks to have been confirmed and if you're Hibs and you're Lee Johnson 
You're without Kevin Nisbet for the first half of the season and without Martin Boyle for the second half of the season. That is really bad luck. I was at the game against St Mirren when he got injured, Marvin, and he tried to play on for a minute or two, sat down, clearly couldn't play on. And the look in his face as he came off the pitch mm. led you to believe it was a problem. And Lee Johnson said afterwards, you know, I'll light a candle for him. I'm not surprised, but I'm really, really you know, disappointed for the line. Yeah, terrible news for Martin Boyle. We wish him well, and Hibs fans, I'm not sure you'll be feeling great about the second half of the season on the back of that news. Uh, let's finish tonight's show where we started. Sid is a Rangers fan. What's happening with this managerial post, Sid? Hi, fan. How are you doing? Yeah, right. Thank you. Um, so my, I've got a couple of points. Um, the first one was about uh, whoever it is, whether it's Sean Dyche or... Um, Michael Beale or whoever, but it was about the length of the contract. Um, so it's like I'm just thinking, like if 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 we sign somebody for like three or four years, and then it goes pear shaped before the end of the season, it's obviously not a good looking financially again. So what my point was, whoever the board go for, they need to like look um, sort of short term in terms of the contract, even just to the end of the season, see where we're at. Because um, I don't want to say it, but obviously the title is going to be quite difficult. Now, um, so there's basically two cops, and then trying to run Celtic as close as possible uh, till the end of the season. Just on that point, said in terms of contracts for managers, if a manager signs a five-year contract, there's normally like a payment amount that they have to pay them. So whether it's six months severance or, or a year severance is probably one of the highest ones that I've heard. So. You know, it's never a five-year contract for a manager isn't like a five-year contract for a player. Um, you know, where you're secure for those five years, it's slightly different. Just a bit of different spin on it, though, said if you chase down this manager that you want, and it's it's an ambitious appointment, whoever it is, and you really want this guy, and this guy says, right, show me how much you want me, and you go and stick down a short-term contract in front, is that sometimes difficult? Yeah, obviously that. Yeah, it's more just because of we did that with Van Bronckhorst and. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, it, it didn't turn out too great. Yeah. Um, so it, it's more just that that, that I was thinking of. Um, no, it's to be fair, Roger. Look, it's, it's a perfectly valid point. I mean, you, you, in terms of a balance, everything's a balance. Is that something Rangers will need to try and strike? Well, yeah, everything has a balance. But you know, I think if you go to a Michael Beale or a Sean Dyche or any of the candidates, Ralph Hasenhutl, anyone that's been spoken about, and say we want you to be Rangers manager, we're going to give you a deal to the end of the season. Uh, I think. That would be a red flag to you know the potential mm. you know managerial candidate. They will want um, a three-year deal, you know, may- maybe a twelve-month rolling contract, something like that. Minimum. Celtic do that quite but a lot, don't they? They, they mm. will want to feel that the, you know the club is invested in them before they invest in the club. Uh, said, have you got thoughts on who that, who, whatever the contract length looks like, who, who it is that signs it? Um, it's for me, it's between Sean Dice and uh, Michael Beale. Mm. I'd probably take Sean Dice just slightly over Beale just because of the experience. Uh, but that sort of leads on to my second point. It was about the, the everyone saying about the style of football. And the thing is, we've only really known him from the Premier League. Um, you know, if you look at uh, you know the the Championship, um, I don't know exactly the figures, but I'm pretty sure he did. He, he basically won the Championship at a canter um, when he did. I think did they go down and then he basically got him back up yep. or something like that but um, so obviously the style of football he's going to be playing in the championship to compared to in the Premier League is going to be totally different um, and obviously the championship is, is a lot higher quality than the Scottish Premier League so it's, it's I don't know it's, it's, it's a gamble either way because with, with Beal it's like you know he's a tactician and everything but then has he got the presence and the, 
changing room, um, whereas Sean Dice seems a bit more like no nonsense, which I think we maybe <laughs> I felt like Gio was a little bit Mr. Nice Guy, and um, so I think so maybe we want somebody a bit more. I've always struggled to. Particularly to compare the Scottish Premiership to English Championship Marvin Sid says the English Championship's a much higher level There's so many different clubs within it And then even in early, early you're talking Celtic Rangers Then a couple of other bigger clubs And then you know smaller clubs as well The problem is there's loads of players that have looked good in the English Championship That have been terrible up here Or So I, I don't know, is it, is it tough to compare? It is tough to compare, but I do think the English Championship across the board doesn't take. It's a grueling league, and yeah. it's so long, and the travelling, the amount of games okay. you play. You know, um, it's, it's forty-six games in, in a season. Sorry, just quick, but I looked at the clock and we're out of time. But what I wanted to nail down because you both said you think Michael Beale would absolutely take the job if offered. What about Sean Dyche? I think that'd be a more of a tricky one. I, I, I don't think so. I, I no? don't think so. No. Okay, Roger. No. What Marvin said. I agree with them. You don't think he would take it? I'm not convinced at this moment in time he would. I'm sorry, Sid, they've just ruined your night. But they might be wrong. They've been wrong about many things. Oh, Thank oh, you yes. to Sid on the line. Uh, right, you've got a couple more players who are at the World Cup and who have played for Celtic and Rangers at some point. Maeda, Juranovic, Barisic, Van Dijk, Weah, Moy, Carter Vickers, Frimpong and Cummings. My last one I've got is Ramsey. Oh, the Marvin Bartley, Aaron Ramsey fan club. <laughs> it was born in... Passed quite quickly yeah. last season, but it's back. Okay. I love Ian Cham. Ah, there we go. That's the one I thought you would struggle with. And Cham, he's there with Cameroon. And is that us? No one more to go, I think. Yeah. Jackson Irvine. Jackson Irvine. Look at that. He just teased me That's there at the end, brilliant. didn't he? Uh, right. 1 0 to Belgium against Canada at half time. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? A development on Rangers' managerial situation. Another new signing for Celtic. You'd have to assume not, but you never know. And I'm sure more World Cup drama as well. So make sure you join us from six with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Thank you to the guys. Thank you for listening. And Callum Gallagher is up next.